What's up, you crazy motherfuckers? Welcome to the Still News Podcast. It is a solo episode for today. Willie has been dealing with some home issues. Uh, Moon's feeling a little bit under weather, so he wasn't able to make it. So it's just your boy Yuli doing this on his own right now. That's all right. I've always been known to talk to myself, so you know it'd probably just be like a normal day of me going on, like Google and just looking up some stupid shit and be like, "Oh, that's strange." Like uh, just last night, I was just randomly googling praying mantis. I don't know why. I just want to learn about praying mantises, and holy shit. I forgot how savage these these little fucking bugs are. Here's the thing. So, the male mates with the female just to get eaten by the female. And then the female would lay the eggs just so she can drop dead. It's like, what the actual fuck? And they're cannibals too, so like, once the eggs hatch, the praying mantis babies can actually be eaten by their own kind. So... The life expectancy expect, expectancy of those little fucks is just God. I don't I don't know how to how to say that. Like it's it's, it's fucking insane. Which is kind of cool. Just just knowing, just being curious. I think is the best part about life. You know, I I, I find it so uh, comforting when I meet someone that has about the same kind of curiosity as I do because then you could just get lost in trying to figure something out or learn about something that's why I love uh, nature documentaries I could just spend hours watching fucking planet earth all over again and still be amazed by the new things I like I realized that I, I missed this what the fuck I missed this oh nice just knowing that how amazing this world is but we're getting off topic this is just uh this is supposed to be like a gaming slash kind of entertainment news podcast where we talk about what's going on around uh twitch all youtube all that good stuff um shit one big thing that happened this week is dr disrespect returned on youtube live and i did appear to show up for a bit on the on the live stream and I was just surprised that I think it was for 45 minutes to 30 minutes to 45 minutes. It was like a long time. It was just like a still image. I think it could have been like a, a little bit of a graphics going on there, but just the amount of like viewers, 300,000 is what I saw when I, when I went in, it could have been more, uh, but just the amount of, of, like membership, uh, I think it's called membership. Well, I just I'm calling what it is subscribers and like donations. Like that dude did not miss a beat, he didn't do anything. It's just a fucking 30 minutes of that image, and people just so hyped for the return of basically one of the best streamers out there. Dr. Disrespect is hands down, in my personal opinion, probably top dog. Um, as a streamer, I, I would have to say, because you, you look at the other ones that are, are pretty big and it's like, okay, they, they're doing good, but I don't think any of them would be at that level where they would just show an image 
and people would just well granted uh he did go on a hiatus after his band so it was like a very big expected thing to happen is him returning everybody losing their fucking mind it it's shit man uh, hopefully you know either me willie or moon will get there one day or some somewhat like a small percentage of that way you know i'll take 10 percent of what he has and i'll be fucking happy i won't even take it i want to earn it but i want that like 10 percent what he has just just to feel what it's like i think that's what we're all trying for all the all the streamers that are trying their hardest I don't know if they're trying their hardest. Some some of us are just playing games and getting lucky. Others are, you know, playing the game, putting the time in, spreading out content and all that, trying to grow. It's a smart idea. I mean, expand. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Expand it. But, uh, yeah, damn. That, I mean, we all know that TikTok's getting banned and a lot of people are getting scared because that was their main source of, like, exposure to gain revenue and all that. And it's like, okay, look, you've done it on TikTok. You do these short-form kind of, like, comedy sketches or these little things that are entertaining. You can easily do that on YouTube, in a sense. I know, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Caleb City. Like, I, I watch his YouTube channel all the time. And I've seen, I think I started following him on Vine. When he was doing little Vine clips. Holy shit, those are still. And then he's doing them on YouTube and all that. And they're still funny today. Like, I go back and watch his old stuff, and it's just, oh, my God, when he's doing, <laughs> when, um, there was one where he's, like, uh, when any move you do, you, like, any small jump or height you fall down kills you. It's like you fall off from basically one step, and you die, and it's game over. Oh, God. Uh, if you guys know what video I'm talking about, please go watch, like, show it to your friends. Go watch it. If you don't know what it is, man, it, just look it up. I god i can't remember the name of it but it's like uh caleb city c-a-l-e-b-c-i-t-y um die easily i think it's like part of the like title when you die easily in a video game or something like that hands down fucking hilarious i i i can't i can't tell you how how much his videos are funny he's got some new ones too when uh <laughs> I can't explain, but just just go watch his videos, you know. Spread the love, I guess. Just show him. God, he, he's big and he deserves it because holy shit does he come up with some funny-ass shit. Oh, God, I'm just thinking about all the little skits he does. That's just the thing. If you can do that, but you can... Like, if you have that sense of humor, that, that, that he's got to be smart. To figure out like how if, like if he writes that on his own, he's he's got to be a genius in a sense where he can create comedy gold, knowing these things and being like, all right, I can make this into a video and turn it into a joke. Which not a lot of people have that kind of talent. It it's fucking amazing to me that people have that talent, where they they see something and they'll take it and then like I can make this into something funny. I can I can I can I can do this into something funny. This can be something very funny. So it's just like, okay, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get in my head, like how, how do you process all that's going on? 
how do you turn it into something fun? There, there's got to be like a secret, or it's just you're naturally funny. You, you got the thing, or like you learned how to be smart. You, you read all about it. You, you know what's going on. You just, you just know how to be smart. So it's difficult to understand. Well, it's not difficult. I mean, uh, I would say it is difficult just to know what goes on the minds of these funny people. You know, you, uh, you got like I said, uh, Caleb City. Another funny ass one is uh, Long Beach Griffey. Holy shit, does he make me laugh? He's got some funny ones. There's some other uh, people out there, but I can't remember their names on the top of my head right now for the podcast. I mean, I would, I do post up their shit on uh, on Twitter every time I find someone super funny. Uh, just God, it's just so fun. And I think for me, August is the worst time. The worst month for me. Just because nothing good for August happens for me. In a sense where... Most of my... I don't want to say that. Yeah. About August. Most of the bad things that... Either lead up to a bad thing. Or it is the bad thing. Just come from August. Uh, like it's, it's about to be the two year anniversary of my grandma's death. You know, she died of uh, cancer... Or complications from cancer, if you want to say it like that. But, you know, two years and I still feel as sad as I did. But I'm trying to make the best out of everything that's going on. Move forward with life. It It's sad. Uh, but, You know, a lot of good things are happening. We're getting a Robin Williams documentary. Uh, talking to the people about him. And, like, they say it leads up to, like, on his last days. But I'm pretty sure they're going to add a lot of, like, uh, backstory to his life. About how he first started that, I think, his first TV show. Um, uh, more, or, uh, more Mindy or something like that. I forgot the name of it. How do I forget that name? It's one of the... Like, it's, it's iconic with him. Uh, mainly because it was back in the 80s, I think. Mork and Mindy or something like that. Uh, he started off as a side character in another show. But everybody loved him so much. And like he be- he got his own show from it. And that's, that's another genius right there. It's Robin Williams. How you learn about him. and uh, like, I learned about him growing up. And how uh, when he was doing Aladdin, he was the genie. A lot of the script was changed because of him. Because he would go off script. But what he would do off script would be just so good. They'd be like, alright, you know what? We're going to we're gonna animate this into the into the movie. We're going to add it and we're going to do it. Which is fucking amazing that someone like that could do that. Could just rip off. And there's a lot of people that do that. But like for me, Robin Williams... It, it's he's my inspiration. He will, he he's done so much, and it's not even he's done so much. He's just done the right the right things to inspire me. You know, like uh, fucking Dead Poet Society. Oh my god, and my all time favorite Robin Williams movie is Patch Adams. Just uh, like, oh, I can't ex- hold. On, let me let me try to set it down to you. Patch Adams was the movie that inspired me 
to to be free because if oh god how do cuz if you watch the movie it's about a guy that ends up in a mental institute for i i, I forgot it was like severe depression but then he realized what he can do that he can do better than the doctors and wanted to pursue it as a doctor and the road it takes him the things he does just so many like during his time at med school he was the smartest top of his class even though he's always goofing around and having fun and he's like you know we we got to treat death like with seriousness but god forbid we treat it with a little bit of sense of humor and we just and it, it hits you to the point where it's like is is it the script talking or is it him actually talking because there's moments in anything he does where you're like is it the script that's saying that or is it him Because you could tell when something's a scripted and they act it out, and then when there's something that's them that they're actually saying it, you can tell the difference by by the voice. Even though if they mess it up, you can still tell. You can't tell me you can't. Like you'll know what is real and what is not when you hear it. So you know when it comes to human voices, we know everything. Not, not we don't know everything, but we know. Uh, the the subtleties and voices, or at least I do. I can I can hear the subtleties and voices, and I I don't know if it's just me that can hear that, but oh well. Uh, it's just Patch Adams, great movie, Bicentennial Man, uh, Jumanji. Oh God, what's the one where he was with Cuba Gooding Jr. and the the paintings? That one. The one where he was a a, a a Jew in the Holocaust. Not in the Holocaust. In, in World War II, surviving. That's another. Like, he invokes something. He. Oh, God. Because I'm getting a little bit emotional right now. Because he was such an inspiration to me. That when I heard about his death. And that it was potentially a suicide. But the fact that he was going through so much. Even on his early days. Because I was such a big fan of him when I was a kid. Uh, I think the first time like I, I, I knew that this guy was was someone I would... like. If I see him on the cover of a VHS box, I'd be like, this is the movie I want to watch. It would have to be the movie Flubber. Even though the Flubber was a great movie. It was funny. It was entertaining. But because I saw him in Flubber and then I would only look for that Robin Williams face in any box... Every time I pick a movie, it it would just show me into these movies where I'm like, I don't get it. Just the fact that he's funny or he's doing something would just make me happy. And I think that's hard for some people. Uh, it's not hard, but it, it it's hard for a lot of us to to accomplish. It's hard for anybody to accomplish where someone just sees your face, your face, and it just and it just it brings in joy because every time i see a picture of robin williams even though i know of the tragedy that happened i feel joy because of what he he acted at how he acted it it's um it's amazing really we really don't have someone like robin williams today where they can, they're truly 
one in a million. And I'm only saying this as a fan. Like, imagine the people that know him. How, like, the people that were close to him and how much they... They, they just saw in him. And the joy that he brought to them or the comfort or whatever. It was like... It's hard to truly process myself because I, I just wonder what is it like to be friends with that guy what would it be like to be friends with someone like him where like from what I've been reading and hearing it's like there's never a boring time in a sense like he will always see if like if he sees you sad he'll try to make you happy no matter what from from what i'm getting that's that's a difficult thing to do but it makes sense though again he the, the quote i always refer to is the one he said where it's like i, I, I and i'm a butcher it it's that the people who always try to make others happy or smile know what it's like to feel worthless and they don't want others to feel the same. That level of compassion for others. It's not it's not here today. I I would guarantee you no one has that level of compassion for others. Where they would just know someone is sad and for, and know how to make him happy that level of compassion is difficult to to attain especially today i i i stand my ground on that no one's that compassionate he could say people are like that i don't think so no one no one's robin williams compassionate that's that's hard to find that's hard to pro that's hard it no one's going to be like that. And that's hard. Now, people can say, well, Will Smith did a good job on Genie. I'm like, Will Smith did do a good job as Genie in the new Aladdin. The fact that that movie was written so stupidly. In a sense where you know what we wanted from Aladdin. We wanted Genie. And that's it. And they kind of gave us that Genie, but... I think that we focus too much on Jasmine and Aladdin and Jafar to to truly enjoy Genie. Because if you think about it, Genie was the main the main character in Aladdin and everybody else was just a side character. You can tell me otherwise, but you know it. Hold up. Woo! <coughs> sorry, that was a that was a sneeze and a half. God damn. I usually get like super. Like I, I tend to sneeze a lot every time I'm. Uh, no, well, we'll just just keep on it. And you you wonder what what demons he was actually fighting. To know that when someone's actually down, even if they say they're okay, to know they're not okay. And just know how to make someone laugh. Know how to make someone happy. Because to this day, I still watch his like live at the... God, hold up. I gotta remember. There's there's like a few specials I still listen to. They were on Spotify. And I would always put it like live at the Met. 
Um, not on me. Is it live at the Met? Yeah, it is live at the Met. That, God, to this day, I will listen to this driving. I will, I, I guarantee I will almost be in an accident because of it. Because it's so funny. Because it's such an entertaining watch. I, I just can't stop laughing at it. He's just done fantastic. I can't, I can't say enough good things about him. It's just... There's still some jokes that I, I just... I laugh at it. Oh, there was another one. I think it was his last one, like, uh, Weapons of Mass Destruction, right, it was? Well, let me look it up. Was it? Yep, it was Weapons of Self-Destruction. I think that was his last one. God, look. That one did not skip a beat. You can easily say that one was just as funny as Live at the Met. And that's something hard. That is a hard thing to do. Because a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of comedians down the line, they kind of try to change the formula and kind of don't succeed. And, that, and it sucks to say that, but it's true. There's very few that change the formula, persevere, and... It's it's just and you can say that is just as funny as their first special, or the one that everybody loves. Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of comedians have that where like every they every they know that there's this one special that they're trying to compete with but can't, and they shouldn't be competing with their own specials. They should just be like this one's just as good for me. I hope it's good as everyone else, but I'm pretty sure some of them do think like that. You tend to... Just remembering... Just remembering all the things that I saw, like Goodwill Hunting. You guys remember that? God, that was a great movie. I don't think it would have been that good if it wasn't Robin Williams playing the psychiatrist. If you think about it, I don't think it'd be as good. Like, who else would play the psychiatrist and do that good? Because if you watch it, it, and then there's the scene, you know, when they're talking about uh, Robin Williams, like him and his wife, they're just sleeping and she farts and she wakes herself up because her fart was so loud, tries to blame it on the dog and that laugh that Matt Damon was doing, that was a real laugh because he actually found that funny. Uh, it's like, that's kind of hard when you make like a dumb joke like that and you hear it the first time in person and you laugh so hard, you kind of tear up a little bit. Ah, God, that is... That's hard. This is hard to compete with when you can do that. And it's not even scripted. It's off script. And he's just laughing because it's really that fucking hilarious. I Props. Fucking hell. I'm going to stand on my desk and go, oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> but yeah, the new uh, Robin Williams, you know, uh, documentary will come out September 1st, I think. Uh, I don't really know the platforms. I really should have looked that up or like paid attention to the trailer because when I watched the trailer, again, I, I got emotional. I got, uh, you know, teared down my eye just to crying because of like remembering. And it's hard for me to, to just be like that. Um, fuck. Uh, 
Robin's Wish. It is, hold up. That was loud. Uh, documentary, Final Days, September 1st. Oh, direct to video on demand. So it's just gonna be out on like all the platforms. Google Play, Apple, all that good stuff. So, hey, I, you know what I'm gonna be doing September 1st? I'm gonna be watching that when I have the time. I'm definitely just gonna watch it and enjoy it. There's another special on HBO about Robin Williams that you can check out. Uh, I think it was it was good, but I don't know if it's gonna evoke this much emotion as the one that they're releasing. So we don't know. We'll we'll see about that. God, we really went to a uh, uh, kind of like a little bit of a sad but happy tone after the dark disrespect. Granted, there hasn't been much going on because of this whole COVID thing. And like the little we do have, it's okay. Like the Xbox uh, thing that just happened, it was very disappointing. Uh, I saw the Halo gameplay, not that, not that excited for it. Not nothing Xbox is doing is exciting me. You know they're they're gaining away they're they're pushing away Xbox Gold to have the Xbox Ultimate Game Pass, which is like okay yeah we're gonna even even though it's like well you're paying more money for online and all access to these games not the same though it's not as fun but i get it you know your your main market is people who sit on the couch and or in the in their living room and play games for a little bit of time and then they have to do work so they can't really afford the 60 dollars a game so why not just have these games and they only play when it's out have fun with it and then if they don't want xbox no more they can just cancel it and they don't have to worry about getting rid of these games but the thing is a lot of people like to collect games as well you know i like to have box art and all that it's, it's fun it's it's enjoyable to just look at my collection and be like yeah i remember those games those games bring me memories just having that but then again you know different different things for different people because like pc you don't i don't think you ever see it like a game on PC disc set anymore. It's all like yeah, you just download it online. Download it on Steam. Download it on Epic Game Store. Download it on the what is it? Battle.net or Origins or Ubisoft. You play. So it's not. It's losing. Like PC already lost their purchasability aspect of everything. But they can still buy the collectibles and all that. And that's another thing that people like are the collectibles, the collector editions of the games. I have the Days Gone Collector's Edition, and I fucking love that thing. I have the GTA Collector's Edition. I, I love the money bag and the hat. Uh, what are the Collector's Editions I bought? I bought the fucking Halo 5 Guardians Collector's Edition with the big-ass Master Chief and that other dude. Fuck, I forgot his name. Lockhart or something like that. Goddamn. The game wasn't that good, so I can't remember. It was fun, but it wasn't that good. You gotta admit, the story sucked. It wasn't Halo. It was something else. And I get it. They were trying to do something new, but uh, I don't know. I didn't have that same Halo feeling. It wasn't that same Halo fun. Granted, intro to everyone was fun when they were jumping down and sliding through the mountain, killing everything and everyone. Ooh, that was badass, but that's about as badass as it got, and then it just went down from there. Uh, shit, Fable announcement. Oh, that's good. Like a Fable remake, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just going to wait till the games come out. 
and see how they really are because they, they could either play very well or very bad we don't know and um yeah that, all i have to say it was a very disappointing like show the halo infinity was disappointing to me in a sense where it's like you you really can't create a new game now because the the uh the hype for the games this it's just too much we as gamers expect too much and it's sometimes and i have to i have to say like i get it sometimes we do expect too much so like if the expectations are so high and the uh not the inspections the expectations are so high why not give us a simple game like, you don't have to add no fancy mechanics like a grappling hook but give us a good looking game that gives us the old halo feel you know back in combat evolved when it first came out it was it was just amazing so why can't you go back to that but not add too much but keep some things that you've already developed and then work from there. Because that just seems like a better idea to me. We don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely see like how that goes. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima? Yeah. Fucking fantastic game. Uh, in my book, it is game of the year worthy. The it, like, Again, it's not new. It's not game breaking. It, it doesn't do anything like to to add to the industry it takes what's already been made and just gives you a fantastic game which sometimes you don't need to innovate to create a good game you just need to make a good game you know like again the game is a little buggy but again it is such a fantastic like it is such a well-made game fantastic game that you really can't do much about it it's just fun and you gotta just enjoy it on top of that uh fall guys again a simple super easy game that came out definitely game of the year worthy definitely one of the best battle royale type kind of games that i've i, I fucking love that game i got my first victory and i was jumping for joy it's on youtube at uh, game of games the after dark podcast number one so you guys check that out once you're done with this uh it is just so much fun uh, God, I just wish like, we get more games like that. Like, like again, Fall Guys. It's just a simple game, fun game. You can't go, you can't go mad, you can't go bad, you can't go wrong. And if they keep updating and adding to it, it's gonna be an even better game. It's gonna be a fantastic game. Like if you if you're able to play it, play it. It's free on PlayStation. It's only twenty bucks on Steam, so it's worth it. Give it a try. Have fun with it. And if you don't have a PlayStation or a PC, well, I'm sorry. Get help. If you're on Xbox, that's even worse. I'm I'm even more so. I'm just fucking with you guys. But uh, this is just a short little podcast because it's a solo podcast on my own. Let's uh. Let's end it on a good note, alright guys? Play Fall Guys, and if you can't play Fall Guys, play a fun game. 
don't play for the new things that they're going to add to a game. Play for the simplicity of how just fun the game is. Guys, this has been the Still News Podcast. I'm out.